You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Sluts and Scholars. Thanks for tuning in. Sluts and Scholars is a sex-positive, shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter. While we love to give advice and resources, please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy. This episode is sponsored in part by OMG Yes. OMG Yes is for anybody who is curious to learn more about vulvas and pleasure. OMG Yes has asked thousands of vulva owners what feels best for them and found the patterns. Each technique is brought to life in beautiful videos of regular folks sharing from experience. No blushing, no shame, just body exploration. Get $5 off their newly released season two at omgs.com slash S and S. Enjoy. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars, where we talk smart and fuck smarter. We had the best time interviewing our guests last week, so we decided to turn our episode into a two-parter. So this is part two with Amber Heard. We hope you enjoy, and don't forget to listen to last week's episode to see what you missed out on. One of the microphones and platforms of which you speak on is the um, Cyber Civil Rights Initiative. Um, And I'm curious about what they do. And I wonder, have you had your own experience with that? I really appreciate you bringing that up because it is something that's not talked about. Um, People see me as public space. I'm recognizable. But you know what? Like, I've been doing this 17 years. And, um, you know, I have had my bit part walking through the background, being unnamed waitress number three, number hot, hot girl number four. Number four, take that 99.6%. No, but you know, I've had, uh, I've worked my way up from unnamed extra and in cattle calls to the position I'm in now, um, because I can speak honestly about this and I have no ego tied to it. It's not about my worth at all. It has nothing to do with me. Um, I... (laughs) I do know very well what it feels like to not have the opportunity to talk about it. So I'm trying to talk about it, but I'm not talking about it from the position that, it, you know, it might look like. What's it? I'm not trying to talk about my job as though it was its own special thing. I just see the opportunity and I'm trying to do the most good with it that I can. So people see me as a commodity or a public space. And so the law kind of revolves around, or the language in the law revolves around um, the expectation for privacy. And the weird thing is, is um, if you're a public figure, it's very arguable to say, uh, I have no expectation for privacy. And I understand- Like people say like, well, you asked for this. Yeah, exactly. And I understand that actually, because I came up in the era when politicians- could actually survive a whole lifetime. Oh, wait, they still can. Um, where they do not allow um, human rights to be a, a thing they support. Like if you're not a part of their congregation or allowed participant in their, like, you know, assumed constituency. Meaning if you're not like a straight, waspy person, um, they really don't give you the any, any sort of like... <clears throat> 
assumption of value or worth. So growing up in a time where that was like its own, a politician could make his way by being actively against your human rights and like openly against your human rights. I understand the value of being able to say out somebody or call out their behavior in a private space when they are actively in a public space voting against your best interests as a representative of yours, right? I understand the value of knowing that that person who's voting against your personal private rights that, hap- that, 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 are, effect- that are affecting your civil liberties, I, I, would, I see an interest or value in knowing their, their behavior in a private space. Because this policymaker who has made, say, a living off of voting against the civil rights of individuals for whom he represents or she represents, and, and is privately doing the exact opposite in his private life. I understand the value of knowing that. Mm-hmm. But they're like a civil servant. They signed up for it, quite literally. As an actor, I have to say it's way weirder. It's way trickier. Because one day I was unnamed background actress number three or hot girl number four. four. Thank you for remembering. You recognize me. I know. Just bringing you down a notch. <laughs> Thank you. I did try to out myself by saying three is background. Whatever. Um, but, you know, I understand. Like, one day I'm that person, then I have one line, and then I'm also an extra. Or then I have, like, a one sentence. And then, like, somebody recognizes me, but they think I'm just their next-door neighbor. And then someday they don't. And, like, 17 years later, like, I still, people are still like, oh, wait, are you? And it depends on the person. Some are not that way. But it's been a process. At no point did I cross some imaginary line. All of a sudden, they were like, okay, sign the dotted line. You ready to do this? You okay? No. I was like, last week I was, you know, auditioning along with like five other people who look just like me. All, by the way, great professional actresses that I definitely do look like. They don't have that 99% though. Yeah, I was like, don't make me bring in statistics right now. <laughs> Stop bringing it up. No big deal. It's you fine. You know, like, I, I'm not, I, where did I sign the dotted line? And so I bring up the politician thing just to point out, like, I didn't cross that line as far as I know. One day it was just weirder. Like, same with my ex, uh, my ex-wife. And I, we were just, like, living life, and I was living life, and then some days people would recognize, and some days people would take a picture, and then one day we just happened to be holding hands in, like, a parking lot, Trader Joe's or something, you know? And all of a sudden, I was asked about it in a space that was by a person that cared or somebody who was sensitive enough to say, but really, what do you mean by girlfriend? I'm like, just that. But I'm super passable, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And that is the fucking, that's the problem. I'm just super passable. I was always out. I was never in. And people were like, oh, you're big coming out thing. No, I was just always out. Just didn't land because I don't look a certain way and it was really hard to imagine that that was really still to this day I'm told all the time depending on the sex of the person I'm not really the other thing you just pick it so when I'm with men they're like you're not really a lesbian when I'm with women they're like you're obviously gay and both are true I'm because I'm just me I'm just me I just like the people I'm with so interesting how you feel comfortable telling people what their sexuality is yeah, I hate it. Just throwing that out 
I'm a dyke. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, I get a but lot of... But that's how you define yourself. <laughs> well, I get a lot of shame from my queer community if I say that I'm attracted to a man or... You I do? get a lot, of, of course, or I get a lot of backlash about You people. do? Yeah, 100%. I thought that was just reserved for us, like, femme-presenting women. I don't, I'm, I'm saying that No, I feel like if I anything, if anything, other lesbians are like, like I ran into, I took some man to a bar once. And like it was on a hilarious. date? Yeah, we were kind of on a date. And we ran into a bunch of my lesbian friends, and they were all like, slap me on the back really hard. And they're like, who's this guy? What are you doing? And I was just like... Hi, this is so-and-so. Nice to run into y'all here. We're having a drink. Like, what's the big deal? Wow. But it was like, because I am this idea of something, or I represent an idea of something, like, I could never be indulging in a man at a bar. And I was like, he's actually really nerdy and smart. Like, probably smarter than you. (laughs) He's not slapping me on the back trying to embarrass me in a bar, you know? like I think there's, there's this really fine line, at least in our culture, that... We don't want to say that sexuality is a choice because then some, you know, right wing hateful people will be like, well, then why are you queer? Why are you gay? And at the same time, also acknowledging that there's like fluidity for sexuality to change over time. So no matter what the reason that you are gay, queer, whatever, like it's all okay. So whether you were born that way, whether you developed this way, whether it's Mm -hmm. because of trauma, whether it just shifted over time, that like all of it is fine. Well, I think it's, and it's people Amen. not. Amen. That's all right there. Amen. Amen. Well, and it's, it's people not, it's people not parts. And I think that's, mm-hmm. it's brains, it's minds, it's hearts. It's not like, it doesn't matter what your body is. Hearts, not parts. Kind of, yeah. I would agree you with know. that, actually. I looked like the gayest kid ever, but I still, it didn't matter who I like fell for, you know. But I'm, I'm really curious about the side. So. What exactly is the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative? Um, so part of why I got involved, um, to answer your question, actually, is I had my devices or my device hacked or my, uh, yeah, I had my shit hacked. And all of like, you know, actually not even all, just selected images and videos were put everywhere online. Now, the... That's one thing I'm, uh, you know, I'm used to a certain amount of exposure and a lot of people assume, Hey, you know, you're a celebrity. Okay. You're used to this kind of exposure. It's part, it's like par for course, right? That doesn't mean you were consenting to have, I was definitely not person take your private stuff. In fact, everybody said to me, well, you shouldn't have that stuff on your phone as if it exists. Oh, bullshit. I have like pictures of my cervix on my phone. I have everything. But people don't necessarily know it's your cervix. (laughs) No, but I'm just saying, like, we are, allowed, we are entitled to have whatever we want on our phone without... We can have... It. We are entitled to anything we want to do with our own damn bodies. That's the thing. If I want to document my period, if I want to document my cervix, if I want to take a picture of my boobs, I fucking can. You don't get the right to assault me or rob me. Still. I can have a million diamonds in my house. You don't get the right to come into my house and take them and sell them. And that's exactly what happened to me and a lot of other women, thousands and thousands and thousands of women in particular, a vast majority of women, not men, a vast majority of women are the victims of this kind of theft and assault. And that's really what it comes down to. It is not that my, 
I'm embarrassed that my boobs were out there. Guess what? If I am a different kind of person who's not used to it, maybe I'd be extra more offended by that, which is why I teamed up with the team I, I did. I met a, a powerhouse team of women who were just pissed off. One of them was robbed in a similar way and assaulted in a similar way. Her life was hijacked in a similar way. But you know what? It affected her even more, actually. And I was really moved by the fact that her life was so affected by this. I was actually, it gave me pause to reflect on how inured I, I was to this kind of assault. I was like, oh, I'm just so used to people thinking I'm public property. You can just walk all over my park and it's fine because I've got other shit to do, right? I've got many other fish in the pan to fry. But I met other women who are like, I have kids, I have a parent, or two parents, and it is stressful. And their life, their job, their livelihood was affected. I was so moved by their action in the wake of that. But that's one of the reasons that we started Sluts and Scholars and how, like, sort of how the title was born is that for those folks who maybe were assaulted in this way, that they're the ones who then have shit against them for being like, oh, you were sexual? or you took a naked picture, or you like have sex with your partner, or you're not partner, um, as opposed to the person who Ill- illegally, st- I guess it's not even illegal, technically, all the time. Depends on, right. Most of the time it is illegal. But, but someone who it- stole your property, who yeah. assaulted you in this way. So instead, there's this judgment. So even if it is out there, it's like, so what if you took a picture of your tits? So what if you took a video of yourself having sex? Do and it. Now that's Take gonna, all the pictures. Yeah, now it's gonna fuck up your life, because someone stole it, instead of yelling at that person and getting them in trouble it's no. then on the the victim guess what it's on the, us the women yeah oh for even taking it in the first place and yes it has very real consequences which you're alluding to like you it, it, as like who someone who's already mm-hmm. in the public space is like it doesn't affect your career as much but there's this i mean definitely it does but i'm thinking of some of the people you're talking to like annie even worse. in new york who was a principal i want to be cool and yes. she was fired and I don't know if you're familiar with all, I'm sure you are. I am, but this is, she's one of thousands and thousands and thousands every year that have their personal and professional lives impacted directly, explicit, and that's the favor. The favor is when it affects you explicitly. What we don't consider and what we're not talking about is all the implicit ways it affects you negatively. It is all the shame and judgment that happens, by the way, from strangers and acquaintances alike. And from yourself. That too. But we're not used to this sort of reaction, this sort of judgment in, um, in a human capacity. You're used to dealing with repercussions of your life and actions in real-time space or on an on- online space. But you do one or the, one, one or the other. It, that's normal. It is a fundamentally different thing to have such an effect on both people that are strangers and acquaintances alike. You should not ever have to be in a situation where you face the repercussions of others' judgment in an indefinite space from people you do not know and people you know. This is, an, this is a permanent punishment put on women who have done nothing wrong, and we don't give any fucks. And I am the last person somebody gives a fuck about being exposed like oh okay oh poor actress your device was hacked like i was one of hundreds of women all famous right or celebrities people of profile somebody that 
otherwise the world should care about. <laughs> and guess what? A big lesson was served on, uh, uh, like, onto my dish, like, fucking clear as day. Guess what? We don't actually really care about you. We just care about what you're wearing and how we can sell you and what we can ship you as. That's it. How many people care about your civil rights? Zero. Because, oh, poor, then your poor actress lady, care, like, crying about your problems. No one gives a fuck. But really, what I tried to say back then and what I'm now saying with a better platform is that... It's not about me being an actress. It's not about me being a celebrity. You think I care about being exposed? I, that's already happened. My, in every way, way far, way deeper than the skin on my body. What is exposed isn't the issue. It's what it stands for, what it means for us as a culture. When I say to you, I know you don't care about this, but imagine if I just break it down to you as simply as this. The, the technology that's available to the average hacker that made it accessible for the hacker to do this to me now means that despite it being an actress problem right now, in, with the extension of technology and the way it is now, it means that same technology will be available to the average fifth grader in five months. So you don't think this is your problem because you're not an actress. Okay, it's going to be your daughter's problem. And that's, I mean, those are the things that are, at least for me as a therapist, are reportable Sorry. when it's involving, don't apologize. I'm I like, like, feel your... Oh, do not apologize. Oh, no. Stop. Hey, you know what you're you doing? say sorry. Yeah, what are you saying yeah, sorry for? For who? What are you doing? <laughs> Just care. But I think... Oh, do not apologize. Yeah. It's not the place. To no need to apologize. And I apologize too. I think we all apologize. But like you're falling into that thing that you were... Yeah just saying earlier that it's so like ingrained in us. Like when you are passionate about something and you are like using a platform to, to defend yeah. the rights of people's privacy, of women's privacy, of women's livelihoods, of our sexualities to apologize for that. Like why the also, fuck do we need to apologize for this? And we don't. Yeah. We don't. I just apologize for my presentation because no anger, easier. anger is normal and anger, Anger is natural. Like, do not make yourself smaller for feeling something. I know, but it does, like, I can't help but do it because it's a way that I diffuse the information that I'm saying. Like, I can't help feeling I'm sorry, you know? Like, I don't want to be all... I know why you do it. Because it got so heightened and you were like... Yeah, you know, it's a way for me to be like, I'm sorry. All is okay. I'm not Whatever, like, bro. It's fine. Get mad. Get mad. Yeah, like, it's, it's actually not, not okay. okay. Yeah. It's, it's so not okay that what you were talking about, like the average fifth grader having access to this technology, is we talk about, and I think we've talked about it with guests, is that we all think that we're going to reach like a singularity where everyone's nudes will be public. And we've kind of all acquiesced to that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying, I mean, like, honestly, that I'd is be okay with up. it if it was consensual, if Instagram would change their fucking platform. I agree. And that's a weird thing to have to fight for policy on, by the way, in my space where I'm like, how dare you tell me my nipples are shameful? However, I have to also operate in this different circle that is, that runs kind of parallel, you know, by saying also you can't expose someone else's nipples. Not that I think my nipples are shameful, but also you can't expose them unless I consent. And it's really weird to argue the, the, the language of consent to people who fundamentally do not have, because we're so used to government men having a position of ownership over what that means on the female body. But the, many different aspects. the stuff you were talking about earlier, like it, it is real. I knew somebody who, and this is a, a trans woman, um, but they 
you know, were somewhere in their transition where they were kind of dressing up in, um, you know, non-gender specific clothing and things like that. And then they divorced their partner and the, the wife, the ex-wife in the custody hearing used pictures that they had taken against the husband at the time. Um, so the person didn't get custody or visitation to their child because, um, of this interest or this, I don't know if they were trans or if it, they were just, you know, um, non-gender binary, but basically because they had pictures of them wearing stereotypically women's clothes, they were not granted access to the child. I'm so sorry. Ugh. Isn't that That's really crazy? Yeah. Sorry for the interruption listeners, but we want to take a moment to offer you a discount for pleasure resources. OMGYes.com is a website about sexual pleasure for people with vulvas. We talk so much on this podcast about the importance of self-exploration, the orgasm gap, and myths around pleasure and desire. The platform OMGS decided to do the first ever large-scale scientific research interviewing over 20,000 vulva owners ages 18 to 95 about what actually feels good and why. What they found was, of course, people vary in what they like, but there's also lots of shared techniques. The OMG Yes site has short videos of all kinds of people with vulvas sharing and showing these styles. I've been recommending this site to clients and partners for years, and we are so honored that they are now sponsoring Sluts and Scholars. I know we talk strongly about not placing penetration on a hierarchy, but season two of OMG Yes just came out and it's all about penetration and ways to make penetration more pleasurable. Go to omgyes.com slash S and S for a discount. You pay once for permanent access to a set of videos and animations, and your payment goes on to funding ongoing research into sexual pleasure. Enjoy. You know we love to share resources with you, and we wanted to take a moment to tell you about our collaborators for this episode, the Woodhull Freedom Foundation. The Woodhull Freedom Foundation is the only national human rights organization working full-time on gender and sexual rights, including things like protecting domestic partnership registries and fighting FOSTA and its censoring of sexual speech online. They have an incredible annual event called the Sexual Freedom Summit. The Sexual Freedom Summit is a four-day event where educators, researchers, content creators, and activists come together to share information and advocacy tools that protect our fundamental human right to express our unique sexual and gender identities. They host all-day institutes, workshops, sexy evenings and events, and a large vendor and exhibitor area, all in the name of sexual freedom. This year, they've partnered with the Sex Worker Outreach Project, or SWAP USA, who will have several workshops throughout the summit, as well as a sex worker-only institute. They also feature sexy evening events like Smut Slam, which is a sexy storytelling competition, and a content creator showcase. In addition, the summit creates amazing networking opportunities with other human rights and sexuality researchers, educators, students, content creators, and more. Most exciting this year, Joan Price, author of Naked at Our Age, and Jessica Drake, one of our past guests whom we love, will be doing a screening of their film, Jessica Drake's Guide to Wicked Sex, Senior Sex Edition. They're also doing a viewing, and then both of them will be doing a Q&A, which you do not want to miss. The 2019 Woodhall Sexual Freedom Summit is going to take place August 15th through the 18th in Alexandria, Virginia. You can get your tickets now at www.woodhallfoundation. That's W-O-O-D-H-U-L-L foundation.org. 
Remember, sexual rights are human rights. To keep up with the Woodhull Foundation on social media, follow the hashtag SFS19. Now, back to the episode. It's just fucked up to lean into the idea of the toxic system in order to perpetuate, like, whatever your needs are. It's just, like, I hate that. Yeah. It's so much easier to do that. Yeah, but, I mean, these, yeah, they're, they're real. Like, there are real fears around this. But I see my own friends. Now I call them friends, but they're my partners in this. And I see, like, brave warriors like Holly Jacobs and Marianne Franks. Um, the women that I've had the... To call it an honor is an understatement of getting to know. They're just two badass women on fire who are intelligent and capable as they are, sensitive, aware, and affected. And they are one of whom is affected by this directly. The other is just affected by it indirectly by being aware of the injustice and the combination of the two, they're unstoppable. I met these two women and I was like, who are you? How can I, you're being ignored. I'm not ignored. Why don't we do this for a good reason? Like, why don't we use this for good? And I'm so thankful I met them. These are two women who are just like pissed off about one thing and they're smart and they're as capable as they are affected. And yeah, we've been in Washington. We're going to pass this. Um, we're going to pass this law that makes it a federal crime to distribute non-consensual pornography, which is what um, the kind of false, um, you know, false name of revenge porn is often um, classified under. But it's really non-consensual pornography. Calling it revenge porn changes the frame of reference to the person posting it. Exactly. We it take it the away burden. the agency exactly. from the person who has the ability to consent to then make it an act of revenge from the other person. Fuck exactly. that. This is typical of the female male system in which we are constantly having to uh, disenfranchise ourselves from the agency by way to fit into it. Like, in order to fit into it, we have to dis- disenfranchise ourselves. This is exactly that. We are active participants in this by saying, no, no, uh uh-uh, I consent. This is not consent. That's me having agency over my own body and the depictions of that, not you. You don't get to claim I did something wrong and therefore deserve or do not deserve revenge. That is the fucked up. That's fucked up. That's the fucked up in this right there. That it's never deserved. Never. You never, you don't say this was um, non-deserved robbery. This was un- um, This was revenge burglary. Revenge murder. Revenge murder. Snapped. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I watch a lot of uh, Ion. (laughs) And uh, what's the other? Really? Wow. Sometimes Confessions. I go to sleep watching Forensic Files. Yeah, that was like all too common. Because his voice is really soothing. It is. It's it is so weird. weird. They found her body. Man, it's like it's just oh my God. So it's very yeah. soothing. Yeah, I can't <laughs> but hold on, what is this law called? Because people, I want Thank if you. listeners, if you want to call your representatives Thank to tell you. them to fucking vote on this, Thank what you, do they say? Thank you so much. Please, everyone who's listening, please call your representative and tell them why it's important to. Vote on behalf of your civil rights, your daughter's civil rights, your son's civil rights, your civil rights. This is down to basic human rights 
basic autonomy over self and self-imagery. You do not want anyone being able to rob you and then actually have zero recourse when you find out that you have been robbed, not just of your images, but over, over information, which is also shared as we find that over 60% of the information that's shared along with images is personal information, including uh, uh, addresses, phone numbers, addresses, social security numbers. This is a matter of public safety and private safety. In fact, almost, it, it's sad, but over half of the people that are, um, that have their images or that, that are hacked and that ha are victims to non-consensual pornography um, report or have um, either attempted suicide or, or considered seriously suicide, over half. Um, th this is to, to try to quantify how this affects one's personal life is really hard to do because your life and the value you see in your life does not extend to whether you want to stay alive or not, but yet it disproportionately affects people, um, for whom this issue touches like that. Your, your life is, your life consists of so much more than just your job and your physical safety. Over half the people that are affected by non-consensual pornography are stalked or harassed in real time, like in real life. And the notion that the digital world and the cyber world are separate or isolated is false. They are inextricably linked. And the the repercussions that happen in the digital world do and ha do and can have real time effects in IRL okay and we see this in in the fact that over half are stalked harassed online on the phone almost all um are stalked are stalked in either but i think it's like you said there people skew consent when they think they have access to somebody as a commodity. And so yeah. even consensual sex workers or consensual porn performers have this issue of being assaulted in real life because yes. people see every part of their body online. They think. I have a lot of porn performers who, who are clients and friends and on the podcast and um, people think they can just touch them or grab them or mm -hmm. literally put their fingers inside of them in mm -hmm. public. Or did you hear about the guy in Germany who made this database cross-referencing cross pictures of uh, porn performers' faces, searching the internet, finding their legal name Facebook profiles under the guise that you should be able to know if your girlfriend ever did porn. That is why he created the database. So what? you can input your girlfriend's picture and see if she ever did porn. Where is he? I'm going Lorraine about it. What do you mean? He's in a lot of legal trouble, but this came out last week. I bet you that would week. be entirely legal here. Based it on, was in Germany. That's why there are these crazy laws. I'm, I'm sure that, th that they're more protective in Germany. I'm sure that would be entirely protected under, obviously, the <laughs> First Amendment, which is one creepy thing. I'm with you on that. I mean, don't make me, like, go, like, oh, yeah. you guys, like, <laughs> no. Snaps into reptilian outfit. Like, <laughs> I'm from a place where hate speech is illegal. Like, it's illegal to deny the Holocaust in France, and I think that's great. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You you gonna plug the name of the thing that people can vote for? So yeah. please please How, you, call because find you can find your rep at. All right, um, please call your senator. Please call your representative. Call your congressperson right now, tomorrow, or whenever you get a chance. And please 
please voice your opinion on why it's important to defend civil rights, your civil rights, um, vis-a-vis the SHIELD Act. The SHIELD Act is being supported. It's bipartisan. There is absolutely no political leaning here. It is a bipartisan bill that will make it a federal crime to distribute non-consensual pornography. Why would you be against it? I can't think of a single reason. Thank Um, you. Thank you for sharing that. And if listeners, if you have questions, please email us and we can try to. Yeah. um, If you are, if you are a victim of non-consensual porn, there is a great attorney out there, Carrie Goldberg in New York, who's really fucking amazing at this. And I'm sure you can refer others, but this is not something. Obviously, Amber talked about the profound shame that can come from this, but you are not alone. There are people that are fighting for you, the legal battles, the moral battles, the social battles, and you are part of a fucked up community. It's sad that it has to exist, but there are people out there supporting you. And it's large. It's a large community. I have to add, thank you so much for saying that. Whether you are a quote unquote public figure or you are a math teacher, this affects people. It does not, this does not discriminate. However, it disproportionately affects women, but it also affects men. And if you are affected by non-consensual pornography in whatever fashion, know that you are a part of a huge community that is here. We are aware. We are connected. We're interconnected now that we have, thankfully, we have people that are paying attention and bringing light on this. And you can visit Cyber Civil Rights Initiative.org. You can check out Holly Jacobs and Marianne Franks and the work they're doing. You can look up um, our SHIELD Act. And please, please call your representative. Every single community will be changed as long as they hear phone calls and hear messages. Please do it. Thank you so much for that. I think we are trying to get you on the, on the podcast, Carrie. So if you're hearing this, like, respond. Call us. <laughs> um, but who are, I'm like, who are you trying to yeah, get? Who do you need? Carrie, <laughs> Carrie Goldberg. She sent us this amazing bag that I'll show like, you. Carrie Goldberg, call me. <laughs> So to finish kind of on a lighter note, this whole reason that you're even here in this room with us is because Courtney came on the pod. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is her pod. Don't even try to like, bring me back in. I don't know. Really and was like, hey, can I just bring this person? But technically, Amber got sloppy seconds on the pod. So. I literally, oh. I literally did. But I don't call it sloppy. I just call it like amazing seconds. Second helpings. Yeah. Yeah. Buffet style. But, yeah. Why not? Why not? But so we were taught, you were, you were I looking sloppy at. Sloppy means it's negative to like fuck someone after someone else yeah. has fucked them. And like, I, like I love sloppy sex. Yeah. I love like more Mary. Like leftovers, Hello. like cold pizza. Who doesn't love that? I, I love cold love pizza. It's better, better cold. Pizza. Yeah, yeah. I just like cold and warm pizza. <laughs> True. Oh, pizza slap. But on that note, we are just wondering. So Amber is very much like in this spotlight and you were like looking at her all doe-eyed before. Oh, oh exposed. We're just curious, we're just curious about you. either the ramifications of like her unabashed existence in this public spotlight. Like if they have if there's ramifications on you or how it feels to 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 bear such regular witness to that. Mm. I think I get really upset when I feel like people don't see her. Um, I feel angry by people being surprised that she's smart. Um, I feel very protective over this human 
Um, and also, like, just feel like dumb luck to have run into each other whenever we ran into each other. Um, I think it's shown me so much about myself and how much I actually do see in other people in terms of, like, being aware and what it means to operate within our business and what it means to try and change our business with the uh, the powers that we do have at our reach. It's humbling to know that somebody that you would assume to be a certain way or that you are... We're pretty unpopular. Taught to seeing... Yeah, yeah. Taught to seeing a certain way or like... You, celebrity culture in general, as like someone who grew up in the middle of nowhere, it was like, this was like the thing that we're all trying to do. It's like, it's just so refreshing and less lonely to know that like those people, if anything, their struggles are larger than ours. And I don't think anybody's talking about that part. And the idea of what it means to become an object and the idea of what it becomes to be an assumed person within a space that everybody idealizes but also doesn't understand at all is just the farce of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to talk about, like, becoming an object because kind of what you were saying at the very beginning, like, we are already objects as women mm-hmm. and then there's this, like, heightened objectifying that you take on in terms of becoming like a product and a name and a brand, which is really, it's it's the same thing. All women understand. And I I say this all the time to women. I I speak to throughout the world that are in the activist space who are just watching and wondering what they can do. Both have the same interest in hearing or I watch the message resonate on the ears of those people the exact same way when I say, you know how it is. Like, now we all have a brand. Now, it it used to be left for everyone who had a platform, uh, a position, politicians, people of power, you know, that used to be left to us. Uh, I mean, I don't count myself among them, but, you know, it used to be about, it used to be left to us. like those people different than everyone else, right? You can live your private life as you are, but that's not the way it is anymore. Everyone now knows what it's like to be a brand ambassador for themselves. And that's the weird thing. Like now it resonates when I say to you, it feels lonely representing this thing I don't represent or it's alienating uh, knowing I represent all these things I've never represented, which I've, what I've been told since the day I started. Um, now you know. Now you know. And also now the burden is on you to, <laughs> to change it, and which is what you're doing. Like now it didn't take you becoming a politician, public figure, or a celebrity. You did it with a podcast and a computer and a friend that you met on fucking Facebook. <laughs> we have no shame about having that online. I'm the book face? I mean, what do you- 
<laughs> we have. It seems like you're shaming us for that. I know. I just couldn't remember how you. Yeah, she's only shaming you for Facebook. <laughs> no, I, I actually couldn't remember the platform. That was the pause. It was very I know, consensual I internet activity. I was like, was it like a rideshare book thing? face? Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> but yeah, that thing. <laughs> you know. But you know what it's like. Now you have a, your own brand. And that's weird because 30 years ago, that would have been impossible to conceptualize. Well, we are so grateful that you would come back here and share all of this. I feel like this was a super um, enlightening and vulnerable episode. And we're really, really grateful for you opening up because we know you have a lot of options for platforms, but we're really glad that you I use your voice and your microphone slash our microphone. <laughs> I gotta use my microphone. I was like, you're using ours. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it was su super grateful. And I would be, I mean, speaking of objectification, I'm gonna like totally trivialize this whole podcast. I would be remiss if I didn't ask like how it was to be on set with Call Drogo. <laughs> Wow. Was he hot in person? <laughs> I mean, our <laughs> listeners are going to be mad. Like, they like Game of Thrones. So, so I didn't like, oh. I didn't know about Aquaman. Y'all are nerding out tonight, real hard. To be fair. <laughs> so if you're one of those, it's you're also a slutty Scott. <laughs> yeah, he, he's great. He's so much fun. And the abs? They are there. They are <laughs> abs. So Abby, you're not giving me the porn that I want, but I guess oh, I will sorry. just have to. I, so you just you're have to right. watch the movie. Yeah. 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 You just, just have to watch the yeah. movie. <laughs> Thank you so much again. If you want to follow, I mean, I feel like we should give out your like Insta handles, but like just look it up, Amber. You Heard. can just like Amber Heard probably. <laughs> yeah. If you want to follow what we are doing, uh, but really look up Amber Heard symmetry. It's great. <laughs> God. The scale of we'll perfection put it in the, is in the real. Links for the for the podcast. But if you want to follow what we're doing, we're on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars. You can email us with your questions, Sluts and Scholars at Gmail. Remember, we have a Patreon now, so please go support. And more than please go support. If you like what we're doing, and yes. we've been doing this for two fucking years, free labor, free labor, getting bomb fucking guests, buying yes. microphones. Doing this every fucking week. We fucking love you. And if you love us, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sluts and scholars. And also, it really fucking helps if you review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And rate us. Do Thank it. Thank you. No shame. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs>